The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Welcome to episode 57 of the Neat Glass Sponsored Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. And today we're highlighting a surprisingly neglected and frankly all but ignored category in the world of American spirits, wheat whiskeys. Yep. Not to be confused with weeded whiskeys, that is, bourbons and ryes containing a significant amount of wheat. Instead, wheat whiskeys are ones that contain a majority of wheat in their mash bills. And despite being an official category of American whiskey since 1935, there are only two continuously produced wheat whiskey expressions from major distilleries on the market today. Why? Well, that's exactly the question we'll be trying to answer on this here very podcast. And joining us on this somewhat frustrating foray into figuring out why wheat whiskeys are so spread and erratic nobody that's right <laughs> just scott and i yeah we're doing it alone on a numbered episode for the first time since episode 37 over one year ago but some things never change because ed's here to start us off by telling us which three rare craft expressions plus one major expression of the forgotten weedy whiskey category that we'll be sipping and no longer skipping tonight we got four wheat whiskeys now this is really confusing because i'm so used to doing weeded bourbons or even weeded rye. hmm Scott's right in the fact that there is not a lot of wheat whiskeys. And what makes a wheat whiskey in its basic form? 51%? Wheat. When I point at you, that's when you say stuff. 51%? Wheat. To, or faster, though. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Do it again. 51%. Wheat! <laughs> Correct. And so we have four of them. First of all, we're going to start off with the only major distributed brand in the building tonight, which is a Woodford Reserve wheat whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, 90.4 proof, no known age statement, mm. but it's got to be at least two years, right? Probably yeah, four. Probably. From the New Liberty Distillery in Philadelphia, their Kinsey wheat whiskey, which is uh, 110 proof, four years, but we found out ours is actually five years, but we'll get mm-hmm. to that. And 113. Right, and actually yeah. 113. There's a whole lot of conspiracy going on right now. <laughs> crazy journeyman's corset whips and whiskey a mm-hmm. 114.1 proof five-year expression and then the 77 malted wheat whiskey 137 proof wow way to end the night there and it's eight years so it should be really special yeah. and it costs like it was special we'll tell you about that mm-hmm. too yeah definitely i am really excited to, to drink that one of course we're going in proof order as we often do on the podcast yeah uh but first so i got a little thing from lou bryson's book his master class in whiskey okay go ahead he had one page on wheat whiskey which is exactly telling in a giant book he had one page okay that this is good actually because i reached out to him on instagram and he never got back to me yeah well, it's okay he's a very busy person he still likes us. Oh no, Scott is crying. <laughs> Crickets. 
He says, wheat whiskeys bring a soft palate. Mm. They are a great introduction to the barrel-forward flavors of American whiskeys. I'm not sure what he means by that. We'll have to talk about that. He says, you find a variety of opinions on what wheat adds or doesn't add to a whiskey, even among master distillers. And he mentions that the Bernheim brand, which is a seven-year-old wheat whiskey, bright, fresh nose of cinnamon, sassafras, root with oak framing. We drank this last night, and I don't taste any of this, just for the record. I don't taste cinnamon or sassafras or whatever. We'll talk about our experience. We drank Bernheim last night while we were out intentionally because it was there, and we knew we were doing this. Right. So the bottom line is, even his book doesn't have a lot on wheat whiskey, except stating which we already told you. Yeah. So I was pretty frustrated in doing the research for this episode yeah. because there's not a whole lot. So I wrote sort of an essay about about wheat whiskeys in general and why wheat whiskey is still waiting in the wings. <laughs> <laughs> so as I alluded to in the intro in 1935, the Federal Alcoholic Beverage Act provided bourbon, rye, malt, and wheat whiskeys with the official legal requirements based on how much corn, rye, barley, and wheat they must contain, respectively, the 51% figure that we've been talking about. Correct. Bourbon, of course, took off in the 40s and 50s, waned in the 70s and 80s, and then rose again in the mid to late 2000s. Rye struggled to regain its reputation for almost 80 years after Prohibition, finally experiencing its own resurgence just in the past decade. And malt whiskeys, at least in the form of the American single malt, have been bubbling under the surface for a while, and just now are poised to increase their profile significantly, as we reported in last month's news. But what about poor old wheat whiskey? We have so much wheat in the country, people in history have made alcohol out of anything you can ferment. You yeah. know, I mean, whatever it could be. Just listen to our Halloween episodes for what disgusting things <laughs> people make whiskey out of i mean yeah, um, liquor out of definitely and beer out of mm -hmm. so the fact that we have states and states filled with wheat and we don't have barrels and barrels full with wheat whiskey is actually quite an interesting point i think it's puzzling so uh, given right. the, given the soaring almost ridiculous popularity of weeded bourbons like mm -hmm. maker's mark larceny old fitzgerald w.o weller and of course pappy van winkle in which softer sweeter wheat like lou bryson was saying replaces bolder spicier rye why hasn't any distiller in the past 100 years been able to make a whiskey of majority wheat that takes the country by storm. Well, perhaps it's because nobody's really pushing wheat whiskey hard enough. So mm. bourbon was pushed through the late century doldrums by distillers marketing to foreign countries to keep their brands alive. Rye was pushed into the limelight by bartenders in the New York City cocktail culture and a drinking populace ready for something spicier. And single malts are currently being pushed by a number of mid-sized craft distillers that are putting an American spin on the world's most popular style of whiskey. Right. Maybe wheat whiskeys are simply being overshadowed by all the weeded bourbons, which could be generating a bit of consumer confusion about the distinction between the two styles. After all, if wheat is already being used to create some very good, very popular, and very expensive whiskeys, why spend the extra time and resources on a type of whiskey people don't really know anything about or think they're already getting anyway? Yeah. Maybe it's the simplest one of all, the taste. When I asked our resident master mixologist Anders the question, he said wheat whiskeys can be a little too subtle and that most of their flavor tends to come from the barrels rather than the grains, mm. which is what Lou Bryson was saying. It's a softer palate, right? Yeah. Uh, whiskey writer and podcaster Fred Minnick said in a YouTube video while tasting one of the expressions we'll be trying tonight, actually, that wheat whiskeys often lack a good mouthfeel and can have strange bubblegum-like flavors and that he's been waiting a long, long time for someone to make a truly good wheat whiskey. And that could be because almost no major distilleries actually make wheat whiskeys. The two I mentioned in the intro are the Heaven Hills Bernheim wheat, which we talked about, and Brown Foreman's Woodford Reserve wheat, which we have tonight. It's going to right. be tasting first. All the others, and indeed the rest of the ones we have tonight, are from somewhat niche distilleries with limited yeah, capacity. Two are definitely niche, and one is a growing brand, I would say. Yeah. The, the journeyman. It is. 
is. However, perhaps it's high time that major distillers took note of the marketing opportunity that a new untapped whiskey segment could be for their brands. And indeed, after releasing their wheat whiskey just two years ago, Woodford Reserve master distiller Chris Morris told Bloomberg.com that because so few wheat whiskeys exist on the market, he sees a competitive edge to their expression. So maybe, just maybe... The tide is turning toward a rising wheat whiskey wave in the next few years because if enough craft distilleries can create some really good buzzworthy wheat whiskeys, and I hope we have three here tonight, Mm -hmm. it might persuade enough larger distilleries to hop on board as well, after which the general drinking public won't be too far behind. Well, I have to tell you, Scott, I see a tremendous business opportunity for us because <laughs> the wheat whiskey industry allows alliteration because the whiskey tangent weeded whiskey would be mm. so nice to see on the shelf. I like it. Once again, don't forget the top wheat whiskey in the country, the whiskey tangent weeded whiskey. <laughs> Automatically. The, we the, zoom right to the, the alliteration would be everything right there. Yeah. All right. So the first one is a Woodford Reserve, you know, a brand that I have a long standing love affair with from my youth. It's like a gateway to bourbon. It's sweet corn forward it's a delicious traditional american bourbon where i point new drinkers to yep Yep. me too and then when you grow up a little bit you go to scott's entry into the world of knob creek which is 100 proof yeah but anyway i digress like i do (laughs) woodford reserve wheat whiskey is the latest addition to the woodford reserve family this four grain whiskey is considered a wheat whiskey because the mash bill contains just over 50% wheat. According to the Woodford master distiller, Chris Morris, after prohibition, the federal government permitted four styles of American straight whiskey, each with a different majority grain, bourbon, rye, wheat, and malt. Woodford Reserve now has all four whiskeys as part of its permanent family of brands. Woodford Bourbon, Woodford Rye, Woodford Malt, and now Woodford Wheat. Yeah, and they're the only distillery to do that, actually, yeah. have all four. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And my personal opinion is they should just make more of the regular delicious. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, the rye, okay. everything else is okay. And the double oaked is fine. But we're going to find out. Like, it's got all four grains in it. It does. So the mash bill is 52% wheat, 20% corn, 20% malted barley, and 8% rye. Interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, the malted barley could add a real interesting wrinkle to this. It really could. It's a lot of malted barley. Oh, it is. Let's see what this is. Yeah, so the um, proof is 90.4, which is their regular proof that they like to do uh, at least four years. Right. As we said, and uh, price is around $40. So I also want to point out that when we did the Jack triple mash, they also had their mm. single malt mm-hmm. mixed in. They're both Brown Foreman, Woodford Reserve and Jack Daniels. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right? I, don't, I mean, I don't know how closely they're connected in production, but right. I'm sure they talk to each other. <laughs> I'm sure they have meetings. Oh, this really nice nose. Nice and fruity. Very, get, very floral. I get peaches right yeah. away. I, yeah. I mean, it's not really spicy. It's uh, very soft. Yeah, it's, it's like a sweet fruit juice smell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting. You've got peaches, but I just get this general sweet, fruity yeah, sweetness. Yeah, there might be also maybe apples. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't get any baking spices or anything. No, I don't get any spice at all. I don't even get any like wood char or yeah. anything like that. The nose is very, very passive. Let's see how it tastes, though. Let's go for the taste. Okay. I'm really excited about this. Mm. I'm too, especially given the nose. Oh, that's different. Oh. Hmm. Uh, different is the word i'm not sure yeah. i'm not sure how i'm coming down on this right now yeah because immediately i was going to say i liked it better than the bernheim that we had a couple nights ago but it's the finish again yeah Remember, it's the finish so the bernheim we had by the way we both were disappointed in the fact that we thought it finished really weird yeah um shockingly i need more um <laughs> we thought it finished really weird and that didn't have any complexity to it yeah i remember we talked about it was a little drying and this is too 
It's very stringent on the finish. It's spicier. Yeah, I get a lot more spice on the palate than I did on the nose. Um, yes, I will agree with that. Mm-hmm. The rye is coming through a little bit now, even though it's only 8%. Yeah. And the single malt's probably coming through. I just added uh, some water. Yeah, it could be the barley, yeah. I really like the initial flavor, and I like how it arrives on my palate, but then there's an overpowering flavor at the end. Um, it tastes a little hotter than 90.4. Yes, thank you for saying that. This 90 proof is burning all the way down my chest right now. Mm-hmm. If you take a big sip of this, you're going to regret it. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I took a very big sip. Yeah, that finish is just strange. It's bitter. A yeah. Uh, the water helps. Let me drop The some water away. helps a lot. You're going to be surprised. So I don't know why Okay. five, six drops of water changed it so much, but mm-hmm. it made it a lot more palatable. Hmm. Mm. And it might like it cold too. This might be one that's better if you drop one cube on it. Yeah. Okay. So on the nose, uh, soft and fruity with baked peach pie, cinnamon, yep. hay, and light oak. Digging deeper produces hints of vanilla, apple juice, and canned pears. I think we hit all over that. Yeah. That's exactly what we smelled. Yeah. This is a breaking bourbon. Yeah. Uh, On the palate, flavors of oak, wheat grain, and hint of vanilla dominate. Compared to the start the nose presents, the palate is weak and astringent Mm -hmm. and doesn't deliver like you hope it would. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty true. (laughs) That's exactly it. The finish is light, but lingering with white pepper, oak, and hints of dried apple, peaches, and vanilla. I mean, dried apple. I, I, he's being very generous, with, I think, there. Well, he stung him on the palate. He didn't want to just crush him all the way through the review, right? <laughs> he said the palate's disappointing, which is kind of the whole drink, right? It, it's not that bad. I want to be clear. It's, it's not, not bad, but it is disappointing with some of the other things Woodford's yeah, done in their life. I think we can make some nice cocktails with this. Uh, it, it might be a good addition to our Vinita bottle, maybe. Yeah. Because it offers the four grains, et cetera. But that yeah. it's just an alcohol flavor, just straight alcohol flavor goes like all the way through it. And I think that's part of what's mm. off-putting and drying. Maybe this is what they say, that the grain isn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. It's like you didn't put enough uh, Five Alive in with your 190 Everclear in college. You know, <laughs> It's like, hey, I'm tasting way too much Everclear here. Let's get another, yeah. another half gallon of uh, high C to pour in here. <laughs> Like, oh my god did you drink high c and everclear yeah oh no, we, we actually i remember using five alive a lot that was a big thing back five in alive what's five alive i don't it think was I like know five that. juices combined oh, in like right. a concentrator you get it in a half gallon okay container mm-hmm. i just made up the five juices part i assumed <laughs> i know it's five alive i assume why would you call it five alive if it didn't have five juices no. uh, it makes sense <laughs> right we'll google it when we take a break and i'll come back and correct it if i have to so i don't, I don't want to get sued by whatever remnants of the five alive company are still out there uh, the diageo is uh, right, about right, right, <laughs> by proctor gambled or something oh shit what if sazerac owns it vampires will be after they're already on me they're outside the building (laughs) all right so um i'm done with this one yeah i'm a little disappointed i'm disappointed this so next we go to the kinsey yeah so except for the the woodford everything that we're drinking tonight for this episode we got from banash yeah all the liquors and uh cherry hill and the 77 was a direct recommendation from billy and in fact wasn't this whole episode a recommendation yeah so once i was checking out because i happened to just grab them he said oh you might as well do a wheat whiskey episode you just grab three wheat whiskeys i knew i had two i didn't realize the course at whips and whiskey was a wheat whiskey i thought it was a weeded bourbon Mm. so i was like oh shoot you're right and so when i came home i called scott and i said yeah we're gonna do this because i just bought all this whiskey (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay i don't feel like buying the other whiskey we're going to do and uh because it's our world we can do whatever we want exactly and then we decided to do it together because we haven't had an episode together for a while i mean we do the news and stuff together but we try to bring guests on the episode because my friend danny one time was like yeah you guys are good but you know you need other people (laughs) yeah you guys aren't funny by yourself (laughs) you're not funny enough by yourself i'm like "Uh, i'm I'm pretty funny i think yeah yeah fuck you danny (laughs) fuck you right in the ass bitch 
I don't know. Danny's probably a nice guy. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever met him. I don't think you have. Still, you, we're watching you, bitch. I don't think you are going to now, so that's <laughs> good. <laughs> um, oh, shit. All right, so this second one that we're going to hit is the Kinsey Wheat Whiskey. Yeah, this was something I couldn't find any description on right. the website. This is something, I guess, special. So I'm, I was talking to Billy from Benash, and I'm like, well, it says it's four years and 110 proof. He goes, yeah, I think they just use whatever label they had laying around. Like, Yeah. He goes, it's actually actually five years and 113 but I, I guess if it's close enough it's all right i'm like is that how it works really just you know just slap whatever label on it i, mean, I feel like i feel like they should have been obligated to sharpie over it <laughs> yeah. like sharpie a five over the four yeah but you think the proof would have to be kind of exact but i don't know maybe 113 110 close enough that no one gives a damn i well, don't know no one's gonna test it at home i guess right but so the kinsey the it's from um the new liberty uh, distillery in philly yeah and uh i mean it's got have to get over there we're waiting for them to invite us over we keep talking about them but we actually emailed them this week asking them about this particular expression yeah and, reach out to them on instagram and they're and like they, yeah yeah we'll get back to you then yeah crickets yeah the thing interesting about this one it's a 95 percent wheat five percent malted barley from mgp Right, so MGP doesn't do a lot of things wrong, so I'm interested to see what their wheat whiskey tastes like. Yeah, let me cleanse my palate from the Woodford. Well, the nose is not nearly as good as the Woodford. All right, and we don't have any tasting notes for this one, so we're flying blind. You're going to have to deal with our tasting notes, but we did pretty good the last time. We did. It's only taken us three years to get a palate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's it's not quite as fruity on the nose. It's floral, Mm -hmm. but it's more herbaceous. Yeah, it's more grainy, too. Yeah, weedy. Yeah. Yeah, like beery almost. Oh, yeah, almost. Like this is really, really obscure, but you drank beer last night. The cup's been overnight on the counter. Yeah. It's dried a bit. And then you smell it to see, was this used? Oh, that's right. Beer was in it. It's like stale beer almost, which sounds bad. More like dried beer cup. like Right. Because it's very faint, if that that helps anybody. It is very faint. The nose is very faint. I thought the Woodford had a nicer nose than this. Yeah. Well, it had four grains in it. Yeah, this does not have a good nose. This is mostly wheat, though, and, and wheat is the weakest of the grains, though. Yeah. So, bready. And, uh, I mean, it is a little fruity. I mean, there's, I can there's smell some. that. Yeah, there's some sweetness, but coming from the Woodford, which was very sweet. Yeah. Forward. All right, let's give a little taste on this. All right. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. That's completely different. Yeah. But yet some of them are the same. Man, wheat whiskey is weird, man. Like, it's <laughs> it's so different. Like, I see the issue here. Yeah. This is good, though. The, the finish is way better. The finish is I don't much know what longer. Yeah. This hit me in two hops. Like, the initial <laughs> hit me with some sweetness, and the second hop was a lot of spiciness. Yeah. It's, but it, weird spiciness. It's even a little less hot than the Woodford. 23 points higher. Yeah. Proof. Like I was saying in my thing where Fred Minnick was talking about bubblegum flavors. I kind of get that. So, my opinion is, I smacked this at 113 proof on a globe, and I'm enjoying this. I'm in a completely different place than I was with the Woodford. This is way better. Uh, yeah, this is head and shoulders better than the Woodford. Yeah. <laughs> actually, the more I drink it, and now I'm getting used to the flavor, yeah. I actually quite like it. It's really good. I kind of knew it would be. Billy and or Rich tasted this to bring it over. Yeah, yeah. As you guys know, we trust them implicitly. Yeah. It tastes like a rye to me almost. Crazy. Maybe a sweeter rye, like a high corn rye. Maybe something like Redemption. I was really disappointed with the Woodford and I'm starting to get scared that this is going to be a terrible night. So I really appreciate the Kinsey coming in and really, really doing well. I mean, there's baking spices on this. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of green. You get a little bit of oak on it, but it's not drying like it was on the on, no, no. On the Woodford. I got a really distinctive flavor and I can't place it right now. It's mm. very good. When I was talking about the bubble gum, I also got a little bit of Swedish fish. 
Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm tasting. Is it? Yeah. That, awesome. Because it's that other flavor I couldn't put my finger yeah, on. Yeah. Oh my God. That's exactly what it was. This is really great. Man, I like it yes. a lot. It's really good. So Kinsey Wheat Whiskey, I think they're going to grow. So I think this distillery is growing. And so we're kind of like planting seeds you can harvest down the road. But if you're ever in Philadelphia, anywhere in this area, you can find Kinsey. Kinsey is all over. Now, the wheat one is going to be harder to find. But hey, Benash has it right now. So once again, <laughs> if you're within an hour of Cherry Hill, New Jersey, go get some uh, wheat whiskey from and Kinsey. So they also have another wheat whiskey that's 73% wheat and 27% malted barley, aged only two years that's another expression that they have, but that's not this. This is 95.5 from Indiana. Right. So we're going to take a break, wash some glasses, yeah, put on some music, shake our asses, and then come <laughs> back for the last two, the Journeyman's Corsets, Whips and Whiskey. Excited for that one. And uh, I'm excited for you to taste the 77 malted. I had a small taste of that in oh, the store. Oh, you did. But you know how that is. It's just like a mouthful. Not able to really explore it or smell it or really enjoy right. the experience, but, but it, good enough. Good for enough you for to me buy. to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> good enough for me to buy it. <laughs> and I will say this: I'm pretty sure that we have whiskeys from four different states represented here. Oh, interesting! I didn't yeah. realize that. I believe well, Woodford's from Kentucky, of course. Kinsey's sure. from Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, Journeyman is based in Michigan. Yep. And then the, the 77 is in uh, New York. Yeah. So we have four different states with four different wheat whiskeys. None of them are wheat states. <laughs> I mean, right. Every state has wheat, but. It's not like the middle of like Kansas or some, you know, it's not right. like, like Topeka doing something productive, like making wheat whiskey. Wow. I just hadn't gone to Topeka for no, a while. No, you haven't. I didn't want haven't. them to feel like I forgot well, about it. Well, they didn't get hit by a tornado haven't recently. They? How do you know? Well, I don't know. Why? They- Trust me, they have. <laughs> Can we take a break now? <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> Okay, we're back. We have poured the uh, last two expressions of the evening. The journeyman, of course, it's whips well, and the whiskey. last two expressions on air. Well, right, and the seventy-seven wheat whiskey, which is, seventy-seven is the brand. Right, the uh, distillery is the um, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, right? The old Dutch spelling is yeah, how they spell it's it. B R E U C K E L E N distilling, which is, of course, they're based in Brooklyn, New York. Right. So the um, journeyman corsets, whips, and whiskey. German Distillery is located in an 1800s corset and buggy whip factory in Three Oak, Michigan. Once a dry town, we feel we've finally added the essential ingredient to a great party. Corsets, whips, and whiskey is a single grain cast strength version of our buggy whip wheat that comes directly from barrel to glass. Named after the products produced here at the historic Featherbone factory throughout time, this whiskey is a true tribute to the American manufacturing industry. This limited release whiskey showcases the high quality and terroir. Of <laughs> <laughs> you try to stick a French word on me. I'm sorry, I didn't see it there. High quality and 
terroir of the organic Michigan wheat used to produce it. The 100% wheat provides a salt sweetness and smoothness to this whiskey, unlike any other, and reminiscent of an Irish whiskey on the palate. Viscous, chewy, and mouth coating, sweet, rich citrus, vanilla, caramel, warming, added complexity from an added alcohol content. Yeah, so this is a cast strength wheat whiskey, 114.1 proof. Yep. The mash bill, as Ed said, is 100% wheat. The age is about five years. It's Journeyman Distillery from Three Oaks, Michigan. We are probably going to do a full episode on Journeyman yeah. in the future sometime. We like their stuff. They have a ton of expressions. And we like all of them yeah. that we've had so far. We got a text message from Gabe. I think he's hammered somewhere. At um, home. He found out that we're recording just the two of us. And he's like, you know, I have nothing to do tonight. And you all cording by yourselves. That's not fine. I mean, do do what you're going to do. I'm going to go skinny dipping right now and swim under the moonlight. Why does he sound like a piney? Because of his fan base. Right, because of his fan base. He's pandering to them. <laughs> and um, he's giving a show to his neighbors. Right. He's doing the backstroke right now. Hello. Mm-hmm. Mm. Front stroke too, probably. Yeah. They're like, they're, they were like, Margaret, who's a little kid with her pinky sticking out of the water? <laughs> Two weeks from now, he's listening to this. He just drives his truck into a wall. You guys, <laughs> God damn you! God damn you! <laughs> oh, shit. But after I got the text off air, I said to Scott, I said, did you ever go skinny dipping? And I did actually one time. Yeah. When I was married, me and Mike's wife, we went skinny dipping in my brother's pool. We were house sitting. But the funniest part is we were there for like a week. He came home. And as soon as he dropped the suitcases, he grabbed me by the forearm and dragged me into like the hall and said, <laughs> where? Where? Just tell me where. And what he was asking was, where did we do it? <laughs> <laughs> and I told him before he left to go, his room's off limits. Don't worry about it. But the answer was uh, the, pool. <laughs> the pool and the washing machine. <laughs> oh, shit. The washing machine. Was the washing machine running? That's not really an essential part of the story. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, yes, it's the correct answer. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Yeah, I've gotten naked several times being drunk in college. Uh, yeah. I once was with my eventual wife uh, in the ocean, mm-hmm. was once. But my best story is me and my friend Mike and Pam. Uh, you know Mike and Pam? Sure. I was best man at their wedding. <laughs> I was dating off and on a friend of theirs, Lynn. And uh, there was another young woman. Uh, her name was Caroline. Not Lynn Lynn. Not Jeff's Lynn. Oh, no, Jesus. No. Oh, no. That's going to take me to the left field. No. Lynn just fell off her chair somewhere like, what? <laughs> As if. So the five of us went up to Pam's mom and stepfather. They had a place in the Poconos, and we went up there some November. A nice fall day. We had a day together. We went, I don't know, candles, antiquing and, antiquing and whatever <laughs> the fuck we did. You know what couples do? Uh, and Bobby for apples uh, and such. Right. So then we got back to uh, her parents' house and they had a hot tub. Mm-hmm. So the five of us got into the hot tub. Yeah. And at some point, uh, Mike and I, unbeknownst to the women, I don't know how we coordinated this. <laughs> I, I don't remember. But we took off our... <laughs> suits right suits yeah 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 but you know the bubbling water right, you, yeah, you, know, you, sat on them. you can just sit on them you you just, it's, yeah, right. it's fine yeah. uh-huh yeah. so um <laughs> hours and hours go by and we're hammered oh my god we're drinking so much beer <laughs> so eventually you drink enough uh, you gotta go you gotta go yeah but before I had to go, Pam's mom comes out and she's going to bed. She's like, your father and I are going to bed. And so do you guys need anything or anything? No. We're like, no, no, thank you very much. Blah, blah, blah. And she's standing there and she's talking to us. And I'm like, I, I got to go to the bathroom. So I grab the towel and I totally forget that I've taken off my pants. So I wrap the towel around my shoulders because it's cold. And I stand up and walk down the stairs right past Pam's mom's face. <laughs> and I still don't know because I'm hammered. 
So I walk into the house. I go to the bathroom and I come back still with a towel wrapped around my shoulders. I didn't realize like when you went to the bathroom and there was nothing to do, but no, but go. No, I didn't. Wow. You were hammered. Though. So I was hammered. So I come back and Pam's mom is gone. Just know that if you're Louis CK, you just lost an empire. <laughs> You're done. You're you're canceled. I know. So they're all laughing. And I walk back in, sit down. I'm like, what are you guys laughing at? You're not wearing any pants. And you <laughs> gave my mom a full frontal. <laughs> and, my, and I said, well, at least the water was warm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's my best story. <laughs> well, you win the day. That's awesome. How old were you? In my 20s. All right. So, yeah. God, it was good to be young. Wasn't it? Damn. Because, like, really, it's like we do anything like that now, it's, like, really sad and creepy. Yeah. Pam's mom still kind of is like, oh, hey. What's that? <laughs> hey. Hey, Scott. <laughs> hey, remember that time? <laughs> hey, we had a hot tub out back. <laughs> All right. So, the journeyman, corset, whips, and whiskey yeah. is up. It's point. One uh, proof and yeah. the mash bill, Scott, was 100% uh, wheat. 100% organic Michigan grown. Right. All right. So I have something really cool to talk about. Fred Minnick yeah. talking about wheat whiskeys. This was the whiskey that he was tasting on his YouTube channel. And I transcribed what he said so that I have it here. But first, it won the 2022 Ascot Awards, which are his awards. Yeah. Uh, double platinum, it won. Wow. Then it won best wheat whiskey. Then it won best in show. What? Of his entire tasting tournament. The one we have right here. The one we have right wow, here. Wow, that's really impressive. So here's what he said. Against all odds, in a category that gets no respect, mm-hmm. journeyman corsets, whips, and whiskey, a wheat whiskey, not a weeded bourbon, mm-hmm. won over the palates of the judges in a blind tasting competition to win best in show whiskey. It defeated Australian single malt, a 19-year scotch, a complicated rye, a tasty cast-strength bourbon, and many others for this honor. We had more than 800 entries, and this is a huge win for craft distilleries everywhere. I've long said craft whiskey is knocking on the door of winning a major spirits competition. I just didn't think it would be a wheat whiskey. Mm. But this stuff is special, and hope you get to taste it. Congrats to Journeyman. All right. Wow. Great, right? That's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's why I'm super excited to taste this. And, of course, we have it in our neat glass. Mm-hmm. Swirling. Scott and I have an affiliation with neat glass, as you know. If you want to get yourself some neat glasses, go to neatglass.com, put in whiskey tan as a code, and you'll get 10% off your first order from Scott and I. Okay? And so take the lids off. We've been swirling in a bit, and then we smell. Mm. So let's do it. Really nice. Really sweet. It's as fruity as the Woodford. It's fruitier than the Kinsey. It might be the best nose of the night. Yeah. Maybe not as complex as the nose of the Woodford, but it's nicer all the way it's through. It's bolder. Yeah. It's stronger. And it's really sweet. Mm, getting a little caramel. Mm, I do get some vanilla notes. I'm not really feeling the caramel or really fruity though to me. I, it's hard for me to get past all the fruit sugar. Let's call it vanilla caramels. All right. Baking spices maybe? It's definitely the spicier in the nose of any of the other ones, I think. Yeah, I agree. Did Fred give you any tasting notes? Yeah, I have his tasting notes right. from his YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, I get like a vanilla shortbread now. I'm clarifying my vanilla. It's okay. More, it's like more cakey on the nose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I can't get that. that. Like a, with a lot of Dorn or whatever. Like one oh, of a Lorna Dunes. Yeah, like a shortbread Shortbreads, yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's really good. All right. Tasting it? Oh. Wow. 
Oh. It's definitely a wheat whiskey. Like, I'm starting to identify what makes something a wheat whiskey. Wow. It's so unique. Like, I've never had, of course, 100% wheat. So This one hits me with the spice first and then trails off nice and sweet. How do they get that spice out of 100% wheat? I'm so interested in how they do that. Because it almost, like, it hits you like a rye. Mm -hmm. But the spiciness is of a different character than that. And also, I'm almost getting, just for a fleeting moment, mm. that sort of vinyl-y thing I get on Young Rise. And this is about five years. Yeah. But it's just there, and it goes away completely. Mm. And that sweet finish, wow. I mean, when I was watching this video from Fred Minnick, he was blown away by this. Uh, I can't believe how smooth it is for the proofage of it. It's going down like a 95, and it's 114 proof. Yeah, this is the opposite of the Woodford where the Woodford was really hot for 90. This is the best thing that I've tasted in a while. There's none of that alcohol straight through that the Woodford had. Mm. It's much more flavorful than even the Kinsey was. We thought the Kinsey was pretty smooth for 113. Yeah. yeah. But compared to the 114 Journeyman, it's way smoother, the Journeyman. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, this I, is really fucking I don't good. feel like this disrespects the Kinsey. It just, the Journeyman's that much better than the Kinsey. All right, so the notes that we have from uh, Fred Minnick. So on the nose, he has beautiful baking aromas, birthday cake, and caramel icing. Uh, we did pretty good there. Oh, I said actually. vanilla cake. Yeah, and I, I think I said caramel. Okay, so on the palate, <laughs> damn, some bitch, that's good, is what he says. <laughs> Gorgeous and buttery with notes of molasses, chocolate chip cookie dough, butterscotch, really just butter, butter, butter. I'm not really getting the butteriness. I get a lot of like intense fruit flavors. I can see butterscotch. I don't get regular butter, but I can taste the butterscotch, mm-hmm. which is a, a side step to the caramel. This is wonderful. This is the third expression I've tasted from Journeyman, Mm -hmm. and I love the other two. Yeah, they make really good whiskeys there. So maybe reach out to them to see if we can get somebody on the air. Yeah, I'd love to interview the distiller or somebody. Yeah, The finish, he says, one of the most original finishes of any whiskey I've had this year. Absolutely exceptional. All right, let me try the finish real quick. I really really didn't focus on that. I was Mm -mm. focused on the palate so much. The finish to me is just nice and Mm. sweet, and it really just fades slowly. It lingers for a really long time, and it's just perfect. Like, there's no harsh notes at all. There's no, no oakiness. There's no drying. I get, like, some leather, though. Like an earthy tone? Yeah, earthy. I don't think it's bad, but I definitely get some earthiness to it. No, no, up. there is some. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely there, right. It's like a, as it's fading out, it's like, oh, there it is. It's like basis. sweet tobacco. Oh, my God. Whew. This is fucking amazing. This it's is amazing. <sighs> Wow. Billy Wow, by the way. All right. So, All right. Yeah. Let's I move on need, to the last I one. I think we need to pause. I need to clear my palate. Burning in my nose. Oh. I, I drank so much so fast. I just need to reset before I go to 77. Okay. That was a lot. It was, was a lot. lot. Yeah. We went off we on take, a huge we, tangent. Yeah, we're going to take a five minute break and then we'll come back and tackle the last whiskey. Yeah. We'll do a real quick transition. 10 yeah. seconds. Okay, so we're back. It was about a half an hour for us, but it was only 10 seconds for you. We're going to do next the last whiskey of the podcast evening, the 77 malted wheat whiskey from the Brooklyn Distillery, and Ed has a description for us. We here at Brooklyn Distilling respect tradition, but when it comes to creating craft spirits, we follow our own path. Our goal at Brooklyn Distilling is to create delicious spirits that are honestly crafted. Since 2010, we've been milling grain, distilling, aging, and bottling our own spirits in Brooklyn. Over time, we've developed recipes based on what we've learned tastes best. 
Mm. This practice has built what we believe are some unique, easy drinking and delicious spirits. Whether you're a whiskey aficionado or a classic casual cocktail consumer, Brooklyn Distilling has something special for you. To us, craft doesn't compromise. That's all great, but none of that has anything to do with a 77 malted wheat whiskey. <laughs> it didn't. I couldn't find fuck all on this whiskey. Wow. So again, they, like the Kinsey, they have a weeded whiskey that they also put out called the New York Wheat Whiskey, but it is different from this because this says malted, a malted single barrel straight wheat whiskey. Its proof is 137. Right. It's ages eight years. As Mashable is not disclosed, however, because it's malted, I'm figuring it's going to be close to the Kinsey being a 95.5 wheat to malt barley. The wheat itself is malted so oh shit you're right right so it's not malted barley and wheat it's actually malted wheat which is what makes this so unique oh fuck you're right so it okay. could be i think it's 100 percent malted wheat that's my gut oh damn the same way you'd have malted barley 100 percent, like for scotch wow okay cool so this one we also do not have tasting notes for yeah could not find those yeah. did reach out to the distillery and again So we'll tell you what we like about this whiskey. It's about $95 a bottle, um, which isn't crazy for an eight-year malted wheat. At 137 proof. It's actually the cheapest malted wheat that I've ever bought, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's the only one. It's the best, the worst, and the most expensive. (laughs) And least expensive, frankly. (laughs) That's right. It's the best bargain. I'm taking a sip of water before I start this. Yeah, yeah. I did, too. So, So... Swirling in the glass yep. and pulling off the lid. What do we smell? Oh. It's not as heavy as I expected. No, but I got a nice whiff of grain. It's not as fruity. It's not sweet like the other ones. It's more oh, herbaceous. You're getting herbaceous. No, I'm not getting the same sweetness I got off of the uh, journey no, 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 for no. sure. I mean, I smell some sugary elements, but... yeah. I was overwhelmed by the sweetness of the Kinsey and the Journeyman. It's not as sweet as the others. Right. That's true. Oh, almost a leathery tobacco quality. Yeah, that's what I was smelling. Okay. I mean, it's a perfectly nice nose. It's not as good as the Journeyman nose. Not at all. Cakiness, definitely some graininess. Oh, there's some breadiness to it. Ooh, I mean, it's so, like, even in the neat glass, it's burning my nose with the alcohol. It, I mean, 137 proof. The one memory I have of tasting this is that it was incredibly smooth for 137, which sounds dumb to say out loud. Right, because you tasted this before at the store. Mm. What is that smell? It's so familiar. Mm. I mean, it's hard for me to nail yeah, it down. It, it's I, hard. It's really intense, though. Maybe it's on the palate. Let's maybe, taste it. Let's yeah. taste it. Oh, my God. God, so much leather. It's so herbaceous. Sweet leather, tobacco, Jesus. It's one of the most interesting things that I've ever had. This tastes like a Texas bourbon. Really? Like that small batch we tasted? The um, the Grayson. Yeah. Similar. But this is even more intense than that. This is <laughs> unlike anything I've ever tasted in the whiskey world. Is that fair to say? Wow, this is knocking me back. It's unfathomably smooth, right? I will drop some water in it now because... I will, absolutely. But what I'm getting is leather and tobacco, char, grain, a little bit of that vinyl. Yes. A tiny bit of sweetness that I can't really identify because it's being overwhelmed by everything else. Maybe the water will bring out some of the sweetness. That's what I'm hoping, yeah. I'm putting like 10 drops of water in because, my God, it's 137 proof. Wow. 
I mean, this is really great. It's not something that we're used to tasting. No, and it definitely has the Eastern Pennsylvania, New York vinyl. That vinyl that vinyl-y quality. quality. It's not always bad. I want to be clear on that. It's not. It can be bad, right? That hat comes across as sour sometimes, but Hill Rock has some elements of it which are spectacular. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Yeah, if the vinyl like is the dominant flavor, that's not good. So um, what are you getting on the smell after dropping in the water? Is it sweet? Eater? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I got some cinnamon. Oh, I got a little cinnamon and, and, and a little bit of vanilla now. Yeah, I can see it. It's it's a little bit more like the journeyman now. Yeah, where you, the Lorna Dune that you said, the, I'm getting a little, little bit of that too. Yeah, some cookiness to it for sure. Mm. But let's taste it with the water. It's so tingly on the tongue. Yeah. Oh God! All those flavors <coughs> that I mentioned before are a little, just a tiny bit tamed down now with an extra bit of, mm. I don't know, maybe caramel sweetness. I need to put this on the rocks. Mm. At 137 proof on a globe, this thing would flourish. Yeah. Y- you know what? I'm going to do it too. Scott normally doesn't drink stuff on the ice, but we don't normally drink stuff that's 137 proof either. So poured about two ounces each. So I'm a big fan of putting high, high proof expressions on a globe. And I think that the distiller puts it out there to give you something to work with. Yeah, this is in the range of a hazmat whiskey. As they call I mean, them. is this the highest proof whiskey we drank on air? It's possible. We had something at 130-something. Oh, no, it was it was a barrel pick. Oh, shit. And Gabe Remember? brought it over. Gabe brought it over. And it was like 130, but I don't think it was something. 137. I think it was below this. this yeah. one, so this might be the highest proof whiskey that we've had on the podcast. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's whatever. But, I mean, it's something we have to take note of because it's pretty special. Yeah. So it's been on the ice for about a minute, and I think it's a good time to taste it. So that caused me to drink too much. <laughs> I drank too much too. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't taste anything but horror. <laughs> I just drank it. Like mm. I gulped this. It was still 125 and I'm just sucking it down like it's. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, let's act like we know what we're doing right. and sip this. <laughs> Approach us again. Like we haven't had nine whiskeys already tonight. <laughs> mm. Holy cow. Wow. It's delicious right now. I'm getting a little anise now. A little bit of licorice flavor. Oh, yeah. It's so complex. It's hard to differentiate all the flavors. It's like a machine gun of flavoring. There's so much tobacco and leather on the end of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the malted process does something to it because yeah, maybe. the journeyman, I feel like, that did everything you could do with a wheat mash bill. But the malted weed over here from the 77, holy crap. If you can go get a bottle of 77 and you're wondering like, Ed, what would you spend $100 on? This. Yeah, $94 is not a bad price to pay for this. And I'm very price sensitive. We are. And this, like you said, this is one of the most unique whiskeys I think I've ever had. And this is more intense than the Journeyman. I don't think it's as good a just regular Mm. sip as the Journeyman. I can't drink this every day. No, that's what I mean. (laughs) This is not an everyday drinker, whereas the Journeyman is more. Even though it's 114, it's a break. Yeah. If you're a whiskey drinker, this is kind of what you're searching for. Something extraordinary, something that blows your mind. It's got so much flavor, so much complexity. This is what you're looking for, people. Fred Minnick, I know Fred listens to us. Fred, listen. (laughs) I know you like the Journeyman. We did too. Get yourself a bottle of 77 from the brooklyn distillery and put a globe on it and let that mellow a bit because it's spectacular i I can't really decide between the journeyman and the 77 because they're both amazing whiskeys two of the most amazing whiskeys that i've ever drank have been tonight 
on this podcast, and it's been the Journeyman and the Seventy Seven. Wow, and they're both that's a bold statement. Bold statement, and they're both wheat whiskeys, and I can't pick between them. Mm. I like them both equally in different ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like picking your favorite child, yeah, right? And I don't even have children. I just poured another splash of the Journeyman to come back to it. And the thing is, it's about a seventy-five percent burst compared to the Seventy-Seven. It hits you like great, 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 then it's gone. While the Seventy-Seven just stays there and just performs and mm. and flavors and mm. if you go back and forth you'll see what i'm talking about i actually have a little tiny 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 cube in the journeyman <laughs> and i have two tiny tiny cubes in the 77 <laughs> sorry all right so <laughs> we I'm drank gonna, a lot tonight folks we did we well, we're good we're honestly good and we are good 80 percent of it rests in the front of the sip if that makes sense and then there's just like a nice slow steady finish that's mm-hmm. just relaxing mm-hmm. so when i do 77 it's an assault oh my god it assaults your senses. It's the extra 23 points in proof is substantial. Yeah. Who is this fucking Brooklyn distillery? Like, mm. what the fuck are they making? Like, this is just extraordinary for this, like, really small craft distillery in Brooklyn, New York. It's uh, this guy, young dude. He's probably like 35 and he's got a master distiller with him who's like a big grizzled beard and everything. They all have beards. If you don't have a beard, your master distiller, like, I feel like you get shade. <laughs> they have a lot of expressions. So we follow these guys on Instagram. We're going to at them. Yeah. I, I, I will tell you this right now from a business strategy standpoint, it would be better for us to light the Woodford because then maybe Woodford would share it with their <laughs> thousands of tenth of thousands of listeners. And, and we really just didn't. We didn't. Again. That's our palate. It's not terrible. No, no, no. But it's just like water compared to the rest of these. Well, I will say this. The okay. Woodford's very thin, but the flavor profile might be different for each person who drinks it. So if you really want an entry into the wheat whiskey for $40, you can't go wrong by trying the Woodford. But for another $10, if you can get the Journeyman, I yeah. think you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Because the Journeyman, they have a pretty good following now, yep. including us. Yep. They're probably on the shelf at your local liquor store. Yep. And that's the one you should be seeking out. But if you live in the Northeast, yeah, you the, might be able to find the 77 malted whiskey. Yeah. So as I finish my 77 here, Scott, anything yeah. else? I think this has been one of the most eye-opening episodes that we've ever done. It's sort of a hearkening back to our first or second season where we didn't really know a lot about the whiskeys that we were tasting. Yeah. We had very limited experience. What's a rye? Yeah, what's a rye whiskey? What's that? <laughs> oh my God, what's the difference? And I mean, this has really been extraordinary. I am just floored by the three craft distilled wheat whiskeys that we've tasted yes. tonight. The Woodford Reserve, it's fine, but the Kinsey is terrific. The Journeyman is elite. And I don't know, the 77, it might just edge it out. It's just different. I mean, it's just way more complex and way more hot. Are you okay over there? (laughs) Sounds like knocking down all the glassware over there. Now playing the role of Ed. (laughs) I'm moving shit around and it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Like Rick and Morty spaceship. But. All right. I all think right. We've done it all we can do and then have. some and probably more than we needed to do and more than we should have done. Right. So just as a final thing, if you didn't know what wheat whiskeys were, go out and seek one of the ones that we found yeah. or find one. Yeah. From a local distillery, because there's lots. Yeah. I have a list. Do you yeah, want to yeah. go through oh, the yeah, list? Yeah. Um, All right. So there was a Parker's Heritage 2014 From edition, Heaven Hill? From Heaven Hill. Oh, wow. Okay. That was a wheat whiskey. Okay. 13 year. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was 126.8 proof. 
proof. And a million dollars. And a million dollars. Uh, eight hundred to eighteen hundred dollars. Right. I saw so online. That's a no for us. Yeah. So next, the AD Laws Centennial Bonded Straight Wheat Whiskey. Bondage. Bonded. Oh, I thought bondage. Yeah, not bondage. That's what you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a hundred percent wheat. Five yeah. years. A hundred proof. Eighty dollars. Wow. I would be interested in that. Yeah, I know you like bonded. It's a bottle of bond. <laughs> I am. I do. You know, I like bonded and bondage. <laughs> Hello. The Bainbridge Battle Point Organic Wheat Whiskey. Yeah. 100% wheat. It's only two years aged and mm. it's only 86 proof. And how much is it? $70. No, that's a no. Okay. Fuck them. That's a, wow. I don't even have to know anything about it. 86 proof. You're two years old. And you're no, 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 no. And no. Okay. That's so a fact they should sell no bottles. None. Oh my God. We have a 10,000 bottles left. I know. Cause you guys are dicks. Well, I completely agree. Uh, Cedar Ridge. Oh, okay. Wheat whiskey. The, yeah. Another 100% wheat. Another two-year. 80 proof. Yeah. But only $20. That I would that, buy. I'd absolutely try that because yeah. $20, I'm That's like, it I either am. sucks or it's old over Um, Something called Dry Fly Wheat Whiskey. Oh. Another 100% wheat. I don't like the name, though. Three years, 120 proof. Wow. $50. All right. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. The <laughs> end is in. I'm in. I'm in. All right. So we have the Journeyman Buggy Whip Wheat Whiskey. That is also 100% wheat. It's 90 proof, and that's $49. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Koval. Yeah. One of your favorites. They have three, actually, but they're limited releases, and I don't know if you can yeah, get yeah. them anymore. They have Koval uh, Toasted Wheat, White Wheat, and Charred Wheat. Mm. I don't have any information about them, but I just wanted to mention it because you like Koval. Uh, old Elk Wheat Whiskey. I feel whiskey. like Old Elk is like a Bigfoot to me. Like every time I hear people, like I see it on the shelf, like Old Elk. It's eighty-seven dollars. Like, what the fuck is Old Elk? Like, we need to do a short on them. Maybe. Yeah, Old Elk Wheat Whiskey is ninety-five uh, percent wheat, five percent malted barley. Possibly the same MGP MGP one? mash bill. Five years, hundred proof. Yeah, uh, seventy-five dollars. Yeah, it's right on the edge. <laughs> Depending on the day, it could get me. <laughs> if, if, first of all, if Billy said you should buy that Old Elk, I'd be like, all right, okay, I'll buy right. it. Right. Yeah, so those are some of the small craft distillery yeah. wheats. Like we said, there's only two major wheat whiskeys. Right. These small craft distillery whiskeys that we've tasted tonight are elite. Yeah. If these can't push major distillers into making their own wheat whiskeys, because look, there's a ton of weeded bourbon yeah. makers out Pardon. there. Right. Couldn't they tweak their mash bills right. in the favor of yeah. wheat? Like how does Makers Martin Larceny not have a version that's just wheat? Right. I'm with you. But what are you going to do? So that's it. Scott, anything? Nope. All right. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed learning about wheat whiskey as much as we did. Mm. So please go out, have fun, drink responsibly, and enjoy the rest of your summer. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. Cheers, everybody. (laughs) Later. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent and follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. 
You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy and follow Scott at giant cup of awesome spelled A-W-S-U-M just to be annoying. Hey, you can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.